Time for seafood news. I'm back. <laughs> You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast brought to you by Maine Lobster. Maine Lobster season is here, and although the traditional butter and lemon pairings are delicious, there are many ways to enjoy lobster. Grill it as a main course to accompany refreshing sides, top your favorite salad with fresh lobster meat, or add to your go-to mac and cheese recipe to take the classic to the next level. For more recipe inspiration, visit lobsterformaine.com. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle, of course. You know who I am. <laughs> that, was, that was really good, Thank I you. must say. I don't know if it's because you haven't been here in a few mm-hmm. weeks, but that sounded just, delightful. Like, I, I the energy. But I'm Arnaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. And I'm News Assistant Ryan Doyle. Thank you for joining us. We've got a full house on the podcast today, the three of us. And um, really, I just, you know, I came to say farewell. Peace out. See ya. Wow, guys. So, yeah, I'm heading out on maternity leave, but uh, we've been preparing Ryan for quite a while now. I've got my reps. I've got a few reps in now. So. Yeah, you've been doing yeah. an amazing job with Lauren, so mm-hmm. I have no, you know. Yeah, we've gotten into a, a good groove here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, you've I trained him left well. out. I mean, <laughs> and I feel like the people miss me, although I haven't gotten any fan mail saying I'm just those, hiding but... it. I'm just hiding it. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. But uh, no, I'll be back in December. But until then, um, you know, I think I think you guys did a great job. And I'm looking forward to, to listening to the top yes. stories of the week while I'm out. I want to see uh, listens from you and comments mm-hmm. yep. because... You'll have time. It's like, this is great. It would have been better if there was a man to buckle on. <laughs> but anyway, in our top story, on Friday, China unveiled retaliatory tariffs affecting $75 billion worth of U.S. goods. According to a statement from China's finance ministry, additional tariffs of 5% or 10% will be levied on over 5,000 products. Beginning September 1st, 270 items will be imposed with a 10% tariff, including seafood, fish, crab, and shrimp. This will up tariffs on U.S. seafood to 35%. A second tariff list that does not include seafood is effective beginning December 15th. In other news, it seems fitting that for my last podcast for a while, we get to talk about Carlos the Codfather, Raphael. Carlos Raphael! It has been way too long since we were able to do that jingle, and it is fitting that it was on your last podcast. Should we do it one more time? Yes. Carlos Raphael. Oh, so oh, so good. Oh. You know, it's he's like not a good person to talk about, but, <laughs> but when you have so a jingle like that, fun. you look forward to the news. I know. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I need to get some jingles in. Yeah. That's on our our goals for, oh, yes. for 2019, goals, yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so the latest with the Codfather is that Noah has settled their pending civil administrative claims against the disgraced fishing mogul. And for those who haven't been following the case, Raphael was accused of falsifying fishing quotas bulk cash smuggling, and tax evasion. He pleaded guilty to the charges in September 2017, was sentenced to 46 months in prison. At the time, he was also ordered to serve three years of probation, pay approximately $300,000 in fines and restitutions, and forfeit two of his fishing vessels that were in connection with his criminal case. As part of the recent settlement with Noah, Raphael will be required to pay over $3 million in fines, relinquish the seafood dealer permit issued to Carlos Seafood by September 1st, 2019, permanently cease all commercial fishing except for scalloping by December 31st, 2019, permanently cease scalloping by March 31st, 2020, and sell all limited access federal fishing permits and fishing vessels that he owns or controls by December 31st, 2020. A lot of dates to remember. Yes. But uh, Raphael has to sell more than 25 boats and more than 30 permits. 
So the Codfather's lawyers spoke out recently about the settlement and said that the Raphael family is hoping to sell to people from the New Bedford area, and they're hoping that their captains and crews can get back on the water, which is nice, you know. But uh, what cracks me up is that the lawyer also compared Raphael to David Ortiz and Joe DiMaggio. Yes. Because <laughs> when I think of Carlos, sorry, Carlos Raphael, when I think of him, I think of Joe DiMaggio and David Ortiz. So this is a quote that Raphael's lawyer, John Markey, gave to the Boston Globe. He said, the big sacrifice for Carlos is that he's being asked to no longer participate in the fishing industry, which has been his life, where he made his friendships, earned his living. This is who he is. It's where he's met great success and provided for his family. It's like David Ortiz or Joe DiMaggio retiring. He's not leaving because he aged out. He's leaving because of the situation. That's the downside. He created the situation himself. Yes, like, he what? did. <laughs> it's not really like retiring either. They didn't were like, oh, you know, nice and quiet. But now that he's not allowed to. So retiring is definitely not the right word to use there. It's yeah. a very bizarre quote. It was, you know, like trying to make it, I guess trying to spin things, I guess. But, um, you know, Noah people remember. Chris Oliver, John Bullard, they remember. <laughs> yeah. So the Noah Fisheries Assistant Administrator, Chris Oliver, said in a statement that the settlement serves as a reminder that no one is exempt from the rules. John Bullard, former NOAA uh, Greater Atlantic Regional Administrator, also commented on Raphael's settlement saying that it was a good day for the fishing industry. Moving along, in April, <laughs> the Department of Commerce published in the Federal Register the preliminary results of the 13th Administrative Review of the Anti-Dumping Duty Order on Certain Warm Water Shrimp from Vietnam. Uh, the Department of Commerce has since released the final results of the Anti-Dumping Administrative Review and determined that sales by Femex VN and Nia Trang Sea Product Company were not made below normal value during the period of review from February 1st, 2017 and January 31st, 2018. The Vietnam Association of Seafood Exporters and Producers said that the final results are good news for the Vietnamese shrimp industry and is good motivation for businesses to continue promoting shrimp exports to the U.S. This year, in just the first seven months, shrimp exports from Vietnam to the U.S. increased 5%, and in July, shrimp exports from Vietnam to the U.S. increased by just over 37%. Now, before we hit some fun news, Lauren's got a catfish market update for us. Uh, who said Chinese catfish is not fun? Oops, sorry. Amanda? <laughs> Awkward. Uh, okay. Anyway, prices on Chinese catfish frozen fillets have been strengthening since the second quarter of 2019 due to increased tariffs on this imported species. All sizes are currently ranging in between $3.85 and $4 per pound, a record high for the market and a level we have not seen since 2012 prices were averaging about $3.85 per pound. 2019 imports have been tracking well below the previous three-year average for the majority of the year. June 2019 volume of 485,000 pounds falls 51.5% below the three-year average for the month of just over 1 million pounds. According to some industry players, supplies are tightening and frozen inventory levels are low. Year-to-date import volumes are the lowest on record since 2011, recording 3.14 million pounds. Looking ahead, we will be watching to see if the elevated prices on this species will have an effect on the seasonal uptick in imports during the fourth quarter of the year as the industry prepares for the 2020 Lenten season and Chinese New Year. Thank you, Lauren. But finally, it's time for some fun news. The Alaska Fisheries Development Foundation is calling for products for the 27th annual Alaska Symphony of Seafood. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the Symphony of Seafood, the Alaska Fisheries Development Foundation works all year on training fish and shellfish instruments for a delightful evening of classical music. 
Amanda, I hate to break it to you, but I do not think that's correct. Oh, that would be delightful. <laughs> Although, <laughs> it would be. Although it would be. I think it would be fun. <laughs> it's actually a competition for new value-added products made from Alaskan seafood. According to the foundation, the competition was created with the goal of inspiring innovative ways to utilize and increase the value of Alaska seafood. Last year's grand prize winner was Trident Seafoods for their Pollock protein noodles. Never heard of them. No, right? We got to <laughs> try them, right? Do we, do we talk about them? Pollock protein noodles. Uh, other previous winners include Alaska Leaders Seafood Premium Wild Caught Alaskan Cod with Lemon Herb Butter, Copa's Candied Salmon Ice Cream. Hmm, that's Yum. interesting. And Bambino's Baby Food Halley Halibut. So first, second, and third place winners from each category are awarded, as well as an overall grand prize, uh, the Seattle People's Choice and the Juno's People's Choice. And first place winners from each product category will receive a free booth space at Seafood Expo North America, which is huge. That's the biggest industry event in Boston um, in March. And the winners automatically are entered into the Seafood Excellent Awards, um, which is a new products contest that's held at uh, Seafood Expo North America. And um, airfare for one company representative to attend a show is provided by Alaska Air Cargo. There's just so many, you know, reasons why you want to enter this uh, competition, you know. Uh, and it's just great, you know, media coverage, mm -hmm. um, great promotion. And who wouldn't want to get there? And great for the seafood industry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Entry forms and fees are due by October 15th, 2019. Uh, judging at open house events will be held in Seattle on November 20th, a day after my birthday, and in, <laughs> and in Juneau on February 24th, 2020. The winners will be given an opportunity to display their winning products at Cena from March 15th through the 17th in 2020. And I'm sad to say, but that about does it for us. Yeah. Amanda's last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're singing <laughs> for to yourself. To myself. <laughs> Once again, this podcast was brought to you by Maine Lobster. For unique Maine Lobster recipes, visit lobsterformaine.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I'll be back in December. <laughs> <laughs>